The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our podcast today is brought to you by audible.com if you would like to go out to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger you can download a free audiobook from more than 150,000 titles but you have to use the special link audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger and choose a free audiobook from one of 150,000 titles our guest today is Chris Miles. He's known as the cash flow expert and also as the financial advocate for the entrepreneur. He teaches us how to quickly free up and create cash flow and lasting wealth. And he does that for his clients, for entrepreneurs in general, and even internationally. He's an author and radio host that's been featured in U.S. News, CNN Money, Bankrate.com, and he has a great reputation for getting his clients life-altering financial results in his company, Money Ripples, MoneyRipples.com. Welcome to the show today, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kelly. Okay, so how did you earn this title as the cash flow expert? Uh, unfortunately, through the life of hard knocks a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? I guess that's how a lot of us learn. Uh, you know, I, I, I started doing you know things with money about 12 years ago. I used to be the traditional broke financial advisor like many people listen to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but after about four years, I, I decided to do the opposite. And as I did the opposite, I was actually able to retire when I was 28 years old. Oh, get out of here. Focusing on cash flow and things like that. And uh, and I've seen the good and the bad because I've I've you know of course I've I've seen how awesome it is to uh, to be you know in a place where you know cash flow is coming in. I mean when you have more income than expenses, there's freedom there. There's options because cash flow creates more options, and options therefore create freedom. That's where real financial freedom comes from, not from having millions of dollars sitting in some IRA that you'll never touch, right? Right. It's, that that does no good for you because it, it, without utility, it just there's no freedom, right? And uh, but I've also seen the flip side too, and this is why I don't come from a. I'm not like the one of those guys you see on TV who points the finger of scorn, saying that you stink at money, even though you did everything they asked you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things like that. And so uh, I mean, I've been on the flip side where I, I was like, in, you know, a million dollars in debt and sixteen thousand dollars in the hole each month. Wow. And uh, and that's and it's, it's from experiences like that that you realize. That there's some real golden nuggets, and and I had to get really creative on how to battle out of that situation. And as I did, um, in about three years, I was able to pay off about nine hundred thousand dollars of debt, um, and uh, I mean, and did great things for myself personally, where I was able to get that turned back around. Um, but on the flip side too, I mean, I've had hundreds and hundreds of my clients free up on average thirty three thousand dollars in their first year, applying those same kind of principles and strategies. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, that's where. You know, a cash flow expert became really easy because people are like, well, what do we call you? You're not a financial advisor because you're kind of an anti-financial advisor. You tell people to do the opposite of what they teach out there. Right. I'm like, oh, that's that's the point. I'm telling people to put their money back in their businesses, not putting it in, in things that you can never touch or control. You know, I'm 
you know, I'm the I'm the person that's definitely doing it a lot differently, and and that's why it works. And so, as you pointed out, you not only started increasing your cash flow, you started increasing it from a negative standpoint. You, some people out here today might be listening and be in a somewhat comfortable position, and and they'll just work from there. But you were actually negative, and you worked out of it. What are some of the things that you do differently? You know, one of the things that for sure is that it's it's focusing on the cash flow. Um, or as I like to say, it's, it's all about acceleration of money, not accumulation. Okay, what you, you have to explain what that means, of course. Absolutely. So uh, everybody you see out there, they're telling you to do things like save, don't spend, sacrifice, suffer, suck. I mean, <laughs> Boy, know. if I wasn't depressed I mean, already, I would be now. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, especially if you're a business owner, it's a hard mentality to hear the financial pundits telling you out there to to not spend money when you know that spending money in your business, for example, is what makes you increase your stewardship to make things be- bigger and better. Um, but they're telling you, well, don't ever use debt. But what if debt can actually be a very productive thing in your case? You know, things like that or, you know, saving money like in, in mutual funds and IRAs and 401ks and things like that where that's taking money away from your business. I mean, why would you fund everybody else's businesses and their dreams instead of your own? Mm-hmm. And that just drives me nuts. I mean, and, and I've seen it because – I'll tell you, I mean, working at, when I had worked for four years as a traditional financial advisor, I ran the numbers any way you could, and I saw that there's no way people would become financially free through saving your way to wealth. It's about acceleration. It's about creating cash flow and income today. It's all about what you can do right now. Because I'll tell you, I'll give you a real-life example. Um, I first noticed this when I, uh, I went to sit down with my brother-in-law. So I was three years as a financial advisor. I finally built up the confidence to talk to him because – he came from a very well-to-do family uh, here in, in the state of Utah. In fact, uh, his his father sold a lot of you know, auto dealerships to the guy that eventually bought the Utah Jazz, the ah, basketball team. Okay. So very well-off family. And I knew it as a financial advisor, if I can get in with them, I'm set for life. So I put on my best suit. I'm, I've spent hours on a nice presentation um, to, to prepare it and everything. I brought the best guy from my office just to make it all perfect. And I go in, I give this presentation for about, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And then as I get done, my, my brother-in-law says, he's like, okay, Chris, well, that's, that's a nice presentation. So let me get this straight, Chris. You're telling me that if I just give you $10,000 to play with, you're saying that you can go put it in the stock market and maybe make me 12%. Because back then we all believed you could actually get 12% in the stock market. Sure, like, sure, right. Back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he's like, you can make, give me 12%. Well, that's 1200 bucks a year from ten grand. But Chris, I could take ten thousand dollars, put a down payment on a semi truck because he would sell trucks, mm-hmm. and turn around and sell that a few months later to get not only my ten thousand dollars back, but make an additional ten thousand dollars on top of it for a total of twenty thousand dollars in a few months. Right. Twelve hundred with me, or twenty thousand by investing in his business. His answer was, "So Chris, why would I invest with you?" Yeah. And you know, basically going back to my financial training and. And, and being really good at BSing stuff, <laughs> I basically said, well, you should be diversified, right? You shouldn't put all your eggs Yeah, minimize your risks, right? Yeah, it's too risky to put all your eggs in one basket into your business, um, which is what almost every financial advisor will tell me even today um, as I talk to them about my philosophy. They're like, well, that's too risky. They should put in basically my product, the stuff that I sell. And I realized I was just a salesman in a suit. And, and almost every financial person you hear out there, they're always talking about, investing in something outside of you and your business every time. 
And what happens is that it's always about trying to accumulate money. Somebody else is making money today off of money that you never touched till maybe never. You might die before you ever get to touch that money. Well, true. That That is the one risk of socking it away is that it's you're not there when you want to use it. So Yeah. It's not that you don't save. But it's more about how do you get be able to use it in your business? How can you create cash flow in your business today, create more income? How can you control the things in your business today, things like that? And that's and that's where I really become the financial advocate for the entrepreneur. I mean, that's why, um, you know, I'm probably the only guy that I know that I hear out there that legitimately teaches financial strategies, not just financial fluff, right? Like just mindset stuff. It's, I do that too, but it's it's about the strategies as well to go with the mindset that makes real financial difference. Well, let's talk about some of those. I, I realize that you do this for a living, but if you could give us, you know, in this brief time that we have here this morning, if you could give us a glimpse into some of those strategies. I'm I'm a business owner, and let, let's say that I don't have $10,000 to invest in a truck because I'm I'm underwater. How do I start strategizing to get on the path to financial security for my business? Yeah, great question. Um, I think I think everybody feels that way, to be honest. I mean, everybody wonders, like, okay, great, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing good at trying to make the money, but, you know, what more can I be doing? Um, the first thing always, in my opinion, is you got to know where you are. I mean, you can't get to point Z of where you want to be in life if you don't know where point A is, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to know where your money is. you got to know, like, you know, you got to be able to track your money and know what's going on, how much is coming in, how much is going out, both in your business and in your personal life. Because I get some people that either are really good at their personal or really good at their business, but not both. Right. And they got to work together, right? Um, that's where I find the most money. I mean, I find, like I said, I find money leaks all over the place, on average, at least $33,000 in the first year. And much of that's ongoing year after year. Yeah. Um, and so tracking your money. So, like, for example, in your business, using things like QuickBooks, um, things like that to track your money. And, and not don't just, you know, look at your checking account balances. Not like that. It's... It's really tracking. Like I like to do it on a weekly basis, um, not daily. I think that's overkill. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ambitiously lazy. You know, I don't. I don't like to uh, to work harder than I have to. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to work hard, play hard. Weekly is probably still a lot more than some business owners track, though. So on a weekly basis, what should you be looking for in tracking? Yeah. So uh, so for example, and so business QuickBooks personal. I like to use Mint.com. Mint. Great. M I N T. Like. M-I-N-T, like the double your pleasure, double your fun with extra double mint gum. Right? All right, mint.com, okay. Yeah, mint.com. It's a great free resource. It's be- it's best for personal. You could try to use it for business, but you can't do like, you know, like the accounting nerdy stuff that they like you to do, like profit and loss statements and things like that. Yeah, the stuff your bank wants to see, sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't always do all that stuff. That's what QuickBooks is for, but you can track, you know, definitely on things on the personal side really well. And imagine this. I mean, if you've never seen it before, I mean, imagine all of your financial stuff being downloaded into one place. So you have real-time, you know, balance, you'll be able to see real-time balances of your checking, your savings, loans, credit cards, you name it. You can see it all in one place. And, you know, like like you're saying with your bank and stuff like that, when you're doing a transaction, it shows up under the transactions place, just like QuickBooks does. Mm-hmm. But you can go in, you can categorize it and do everything, and it does all the math for you. No more checkbook register stuff that we used to do back like in the 1990s, I remember doing that a lot, and and uh, even in the early 2000s, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is painful, right? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to comment on the decade that you started with, but uh, <laughs> it goes back further than that, Chris, at, 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 and I experienced it. At, at any rate, what are we looking for? These are wonderful tools, it sounds like, but what are we looking for in terms of leaks, in terms of things that can help us improve our cash flow uh, as we have this beautiful picture in front of us? Yeah, so one thing you look for um, to start is looking for expenses that uh, I call them consumptive or destructive expenses. This applies to both business and personal. I mean, so when I'm looking at expenses, like what, which ones are really, you know, are they productive or are they not, right? Um, and it's okay to have expenses that aren't always productive. You know, for example, it's okay to take a vacation. It's okay to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's why my ebook is called Beyond Rice and Beans because I want you to live beyond that. I don't want you to live off rice and beans and be cheap because it's just no way to live. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, really looking at stuff like, hey, my business, like am I hiring people that really are complete waste of money right now? Like they're not producing the way they should be. Um, I just I just had a couple that I've worked with where they just finally said, they said, wow, we finally got a worker that works. We could actually work maybe four or five hours a week in our business versus 80 hours a week mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they had bad, you know, employees that just weren't producing, right? Right, right. Um, you know, things, you know, things like, uh, you know, if you know, most people, when they don't track their money because there's not attention to it, they'll just it, right? It's that, that Parkinson's law where mm-hmm. your expenses will rise to meet your income every time. Yes, so it if will. you don't track it in general, you're going you're gonna to lose it because you'll find a way to blow it. Um, other places too, like I've had uh, business owners that um, they've found money where it's, well, I mean, there's a lot of places I'll mention too, but just from the tracking aspect, um, eating out, for example. Oh, yes. That can really eat up a budget. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I had one woman in Silicon Valley, California, making a quarter million a year, her and her husband in business, mm-hmm. but they were going broke every month. And uh, when we got down to it, we found out she was spending $5,600 a month. That's 5600 a month just eating out. My Not groceries, gosh. Eating out. It was like 1000 a month with groceries with you know two teenage daughters and a live-in boyfriend. You know, like <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. And, you know, and I told her, I was like, let's just bring it down to 1000 bucks a month eating out, which most people are like, oh, my gosh, I would love that kind of Right, kind of limit, right, right, right. That yeah, would so be an increase that, for a lot again, of people. I don't, yeah, I mean, we don't want to jump out of the hot tub into a cold pool, right? So uh, I was like, let's start there. And and by the time all was said and done, we found like $70,000 a year we are able to free up with that. And most entrepreneurs, if they say they're too busy, quote, unquote, I usually find at least 500 to to $1,000 a month just from the fact that they're not tracking their money. There is a lot of impulse. There is a lot of impulse that goes into some of these things. You go into a... Uh, a Target or a, whatever your favorite store like that is, and you have one thing that you're going to get. You're going to pick up uh, something small. It might cost you five bucks, and by the time you get yeah. out of there, you've spent seventy-five just because of uh, all the little impulse things that you've picked up as you've made your way down to the aisle that you needed to be on. <laughs> so, right. yeah, especially when you shop and you're hungry, right? That's always. Oh fun. yeah, grocery store shopping <laughs> on your an empty stomach is uh, so good. I'll tell you one more thing too. It's really interesting. Um, you know, as uh, you know, I mentioned those tools like Mint or QuickBooks and things like that. Um, one thing that's that I find is interesting. People will say, "Well, I don't have a lot of time just to be working on my finances." Well, you know, if you get these systems set up and you do this weekly, I, I've actually timed myself between the two. Even I have two businesses I track and my personal life. Mm-hmm. I can do all that in ten minutes a week. Really. That's it, yeah. Because I mean, well, the cool thing is with those those tools that they try to actually, um, if you ever say, for example, you go to do a certain, you know, maybe through a certain place every month, you're you're transacting. Like I've got a membership with a networking group that I pay 
270 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So I put that, you know, under under the, uh, you know, under those office expenses that way, right? Um, under my membership or subscriptions and dues, right? And so I put under that category. Well, every month that it pops up, it automatically puts it under dues and subscriptions. So okay. I don't have to keep doing it. I just have to make sure it's right. Yeah, you set up recurring types of transactions, it sounds like. Oh, it, it, it just does it for you. It thinks mm. for you. Um, I don't even have to recur it. It just does it. So if it sees a pattern, it says, oh, oh well, every time you go here or you shop here, it tends to be this expense. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to automatically make it that category whenever it pops up. Okay. All right. So really nice. I mean, so even when I pay for, like, my radio show, you know, and things like that, like, same thing happens. Like, it just automatically says, oh, we already know where that goes. Do the subscriptions. And, it, you know, does that for every month. And so that's the cool thing is that it, it, I just have to make sure it's right. You know, update a few things. If I write a check, I have to actually teach what that is, right? But other than that, I just have to make sure it's good. And I watch to see what's really going on real time. So I want to know what's happening. I want to be proactive, not reactive. Right. Chris, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to hear about some of the other ways that entrepreneurs in particular lose money without even realizing it. You're listening to Chris Miles, the cash flow expert on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Hi, I'm Kelly Scanlon, host of Smart Companies Radio and I'd like to tell you about one of the sponsors of Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. It's audible.com. Get a special offer by going to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Get a free month service and download a book of your choice. You get about 150,000 titles to choose from. So go out to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 14th annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 under 25 awards fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com that's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details self-nominations are encouraged apply now nominations are now open and close october 14 for 25 under 25 special thanks to our sponsor umb Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here this morning with Chris Miles, the cash flow expert, and he's talking with us about how most entrepreneurs, they may be thinking that they're running a tight ship, but they're losing money every month, and they can't figure out why he has saved his clients uh, lots and lots of money. He says sometimes as much as uh, thirty some thousand dollars just in the first year. And actually, that's on the low side, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. so we've been talking about uh, expenses, uh, things that you you 
put money out for that you may not even realize, but when you add them all up over the course of the year, it's mind-boggling how much you might spend for entertainment expenses or this or that that you really weren't tracking. So another area that you say that you can find money in is in taxes. Talk to us about that. Yeah, if you're a profitable business owner, I can guarantee that you're overpaying in taxes. Even if you think you have a good accountant, um, you probably aren't. You probably, you probably have a good one, but not a great one. Um, the, the thing is with taxes, it's interesting because most accountants are, are reactive, or not even reactive sometimes. They're just passive accountants. They, they, they take your numbers, they spit them back out. Even if you've got a bookkeeper, they'll take them, spit them out, give you a number, and that's what you end up paying in taxes. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I, I find a lot of areas of leaks in taxes. Now, as a disclaimer, I am not an accountant. Um, but I do have a CPA that's on my team when I work with people. So these are things that I typically see with my clients or I've seen with myself that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, give you an example. Um, you know, many people with taxes, um, oftentimes how your structure, your business is structured makes a big difference. You know, how are Definitely. you paying yourself? Um, you know, I find out that a lot of, even if business owners get, you know, they have a, a semi-creative accountant, they might say, oh, I'll pay, we'll pay ourselves a certain percentage. Like if you have a corporation, for example, um, you could pay yourself a wage plus owner draws or dividends, which don't have that that 15.3% Social Security tax, right? Right. Um, so, for example, if, if on your taxes it shows, to make the numbers easy, that you net $100,000 a year, and a, you know, a lot of times you'll get accountants will say, all right, well, we'll make 30000 of that dividends. Well, that's kind of cool because that saves you 4500 bucks at that 15.3%, right? Right. Um, but... Um, in many cases, it's almost reversed depending on how your role is and how you can justify time, how much you work is in your business versus on your business, things like that. Um, we've seen many people where they might go 30% sometimes as a wage, mm-hmm. 70% as dividends, saving them net like sometimes nine grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and then uh, as a caveat, you have to be careful about that because if I remember right, the IRS says you have to pay a, what the prevailing wage is. If they come back and exactly. audit you and find out you've way underpaid yourself, you can get in some real trouble, right? Exactly, yep. And it also depends, too, on how often you're working in that yes. role. Yes, so, true. Because, for example, if you only work part-time in that role, but you're paying yourself full-time, that may not be necessary, you know? Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to be – that's why I say, like, depending on where you are and the, your mm-hmm. field that you're in, that all varies. Yeah. Uh, but usually we'll find out that most of the time accountants just don't even try to figure that out, and they just give you some random number. That's a, that's a good point, right? There's there's things that you can take a look at. What are some of the other things from a tax perspective? You know, another one, too, is, uh, you know, if you have a home office where you might do bookkeeping from or some other administrative work, something like that, um, you know, instead of doing – don't do a home office lease. Some people have been doing that, and that's actually getting targeted right now. Um, But, you know, one thing you can do is you can rent out your home. Say, for example, maybe you pick a day a month Mm -hmm. where you rent out your home, right, just the entire place. Um, You know, if you go out and compare places like the Marriott, you can find that – Pretty much nationwide, the Marriott will charge you about $1,250 a day to use a room. Okay. So what if you could use that same $1,250? And this, of course, works again if you have a corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an independent contractor, this doesn't work so much. You need to have a business entity here. But um, you know, if you, if you turn around and you say, all right, well, what if I pay ourselves $1,250 a month? Well, now, if you do that, just and, and that's not per month. It's for one-day use each month. Exactly. That's uh, that's fifteen thousand a year. That's a write-off, and when it comes to you as income, there is zero tax on that money because you didn't go above the fourteen days for renting. Hmm. 
Okay. So uh, right there, depending on your tax brackets, between three and six thousand dollars a year you can save by paying yourself the same amount you were paying before. Okay, so you're going to rent out your house so that mm-hmm. you can work a day a month in your house. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Okay. Yeah, presuming again that it has like a business, you know, like a home office, you know, like a separate home office, things like that. That's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, you can you can take out the whole house. You can't. You don't have to worry about it just being that square footage that you're using to sit there and do your your work. You can. Oh yeah, which makes it way easier because if you've done that before, you're like, okay, well, my office takes up. 13% of my house, and so <laughs> right. I've got to take all these different expenses for the year and try to divide them by, you know, is it 13%, and it's a pain in the neck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another option that uh, I've seen really no accountant do other than the ones that I've used. And this is just something we've been, that we've noticed the IRS opened up a few years ago. So kind of cool that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots, of, lots of ways in taxes there. Um, you know, hiring kids, I mean, you name it. I mean, there's so many different ways and you can get so creative that... Hiring your own kids, fun. right? Hiring your own kids, right? Hiring your own kids, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, especially if there's somebody that's in the house because then you can pay money through and money you'd use normally for other things like school stuff, extracurricular activities, college savings, whatever. Mm-hmm. That can be redirected and used that way, right? You can yeah. get a write-off for it. In the couple minutes that we've got left, Chris, let's talk about debt. One of the things that you say is that you can make up some money even on the debt side, and how is that? One thing I tell people about debt is to ignore the interest rate. What do you, what do you mean by that? I think, I'd love to be able to ignore the interest rate. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is everybody's telling you to look at the interest rates. They're telling you to, one for one, pay off your debt as fast as you can, and that's kind of risky. And, and not to mention, what if that debt is, is more productive than the other options, right? Um, you know, so I, one thing I see people doing all the time, this is more because they get these Dave Ramsey type of approaches and stuff, is, is like, hey, I'm going to pay off the highest interest rate first or the lowest balance, and they just keep going that way. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the highest interest rate does not necessarily mean that puts you in a better position when you pay it off. It's all about the cash flow, the payment. What is the payment doing to you? Mm-hmm. So when I tell people, teach people about, you know, looking at paying off certain debts, we look at, what is the payment compared to the balance? How high is that payment compared to the balance? So, for example, say you've got a $20,000 credit card and a $20,000 car loan. If that $20,000 credit card is costing you, and this is pretty normal, about four or $500 a month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or this $20,000 car loan is costing you $1,000 a month, I'm going to tell people to pay off the car loan every single time regardless of the interest rate. Okay. Because one thing we've learned is that the, the real the real stress people have with money, especially in business, when people get desperate for money, and that also comes off in your business, you become desperate. You, you've been in networking groups where people are desperate. You can smell their business breath from a mile away. You <laughs> <laughs> get desperate. This is why cash flow is so important in business. And so we're like, no, let's go for the one that's going to cost us the most per month for the balance. No, let's go for the car. Pay that off if all we have is twenty grand, And then we could always use $1,000 to put towards a credit card or put towards our business. Especially if we know that putting twenty, you know, that thousand dollars a month or that twenty thousand would make more than that four or five hundred dollars a month on a credit card, I'm going to tell people to go there. And so maybe you pay off the debt, maybe you don't. Maybe you put it back in your business where you know you can guarantee a certain amount of cash flow. If you focus on it from that big picture perspective of cash flow instead of just I hate debt, it's bad, mm-hmm. I got to get angry, you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Which anger sure doesn't work when you're trying to be an abundant business owner. You can't have abundance when you're thinking in scarcity, and that just drives money away, right? Right, right. Things like that. So I go for the bi- the biggest payment compared to the balance, and that makes all the difference in people's lives. We refinance. We do all kinds of fun things that 
Well, that's going to free up thousands of dollars a month. True. When you've got cash, you can use it to do so many other things, and that's really what the core of what you're saying is. Chris, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, how can they? You mentioned a radio show, and I know that you've got a lot of other things going on. How would that moneyripples.com, is that the best way to contact you through that website? Yeah, great place to go. Yeah, especially with some of those other tips I give. Um, you, there's actually a free ebook on there called Beyond Rice and Beans, Seven Secrets to Free Up Cash Today. You can go on there. You can reach out to me there. Facebook is a great place, too, and I've got a radio show, but yeah. How would, how would they listen to your radio show? Uh, if they, if you can go to, uh, you can actually go to iTunes. If you look up the Chris Miles Money Show, mm-hmm. I'm actually on there on okay. iTunes. So iTunes, you can check out episodes there. iTunes, the Chris Miles Money Show, and you can also get in touch with him through MoneyRipples.com. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Lots of good advice. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.